Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, feline fans. This is Michelle Fern, your host on Catitude. Okay, you love cats, right? How about feline mysteries? Aren't you a fan of those too? Well, I have an amazing author with me that I'm so excited to talk to, and we're going to be right back right after this break. Hi, it's me again, Michelle Fern, host of Catitude. You know what I love? My cats. I love how Dennis comes and taps me whenever he wants a treat. You know what I don't love? Cleaning up Dennis's litter box which is why Arm & Hammer created new cloud control litter. There's no cloud of nasties when I scoop. It is 100% dust-free, free of heavy perfumes, and helps reduce airborne dander from scooping. So what happens in the litter box stays in the litter box. New cloud control cat litter by Arm & Hammer. More power to you. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to welcome T.C. Lotiempo. She is the author of a book that is just out, The Time for Murder is Meow, which, and this is a new series she started, a Pur and Bark Pet Shop Mystery. Welcome, TC. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to talk to you, and I loved your book, but this isn't your first go-around. You have another series as well. So tell us a little bit about your background and, and how you started writing and why you chose to write, you know, focus on felines. I started writing when I was 10 years old, and I started writing fairy tales, actually. I used to make up my own endings because I didn't like the ones in the books. And uh, I guess I kind of got away from it. You know, I got married, I got divorced, I went home, I went back to live with my parents, and then it was rather late in life when I got back into it. And I just got the idea one night I was watching The Thin Man on television, and my I have a black and white tuxedo cat, Rocco. He's about 20 pounds. And he jumped right onto my lap. And as I looked at him, I just thought, well, what if Nick Charles ever came back as a cat? What if somebody shot him and he came back as a cat? And that's how I got the idea for my first mystery series, uh, which was called the Nick and Nora Mystery Series. It was published by Berkeley, Prime Crime. And it just rolled into a, a series of cat cozy mysteries after that. I wrote the Nick and Nora Mystery Series for Berkeley. And then I wrote the Cat Rescue Mysteries for Crooked Lane. And now this is my latest one, the Purr and Bark Pet Shop Mysteries for Midnight Inc. Wow. Okay, well, I have to definitely read more of your books because I am an avid reader. I was reading your info, how you used to read Nancy Drew mystery books, mm-hmm. and I'm still mad at my brother that gave them away when we, <laughs> my mother moved <laughs> because I read them voraciously. I mean, I read them just nonstop. I love those books. You know? Well, I'll tell you, I still read them. I have a whole collection of antique mystery books, girl series, Nancy Drew, Judy Bolton, Vicki Barr, and I read them constantly, too. 
okay, if my brother's listening, I'm going to give you the stink eye. That's what I could say on the air. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about this new series, which is the Pet Shop Mystery, the Pernbark Pet Shop Mystery. And your main character is was a former actress. And Mm -hmm. it takes place, you know, it's around, well, it mentions the Pet Shop Mystery, even though this book is just starts to talk about the pet shop. How did that idea come about? And it says Pern Bark, so I'm wondering if there's going to be dogs eventually. Well, the idea for that is actually funny because this character, Shel McMillan, had many lives and many occupations. My age, I kept writing them and my agent kept saying, mm, I don't know, try something else. And actually, the final draft had her running a movie memorabilia store. He brought it to another publisher. And the editor over there liked it, but she wanted a pet shop. So I rewrote the whole book to feature the pet shop, which wasn't too hard for me because I have two cats. I've had dogs. I've had birds. So I've I've had a menageries in my life. And uh, he took it to Midnight Inc. and it sold. And that's how it became the Pern Bark Pet Shop series instead of the movie memorabilia series. But it does have both in the book, a little bit yes. more for about the movie memorabilia without, I guess, giving anything away, you know, right. for people. But uh, I, I like the idea about it being um, set in a pet shop. Is perhaps the second book going to be more involved in the pet shop or uh, centered the, the in the second pet shop? Book is about the, the second book is about the grand opening of the pet shop. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's good. And I really like the characters you developed, too. Thank you. I've, I've gotten quite a lot of positive feedback on the characters. Uh, I see a lot of people, especially like the character of Gary, which is her co-star, her former co-star. Yeah. A lot of, yeah, I li- yeah, lo- like lots him. Lots of positive feedback on him. Yeah. <laughs> the most, I think, yeah, of any character. He has a lot of chutzpah, as we say, you know. Yeah. That's what I think. <laughs> and, um, and, of course, they love the cats, you know, Kahlua, the, the Siamese. And actually, a friend of mine, the book is dedicated to her and her husband, she actually said to me, I'd like you to write a book that has a one-eyed Persian cat in it. So when we turned it into the pet shop, I put the one-eyed Persian cat in because that she requested it. <laughs> and that's how the character of Per Day came about. Does she have a one-eyed Persian? No. And that's why I, I had no idea why she wanted me to do that. But she was so insistent. She wanted a character, a one-eyed Persian cat. And I said, okay. They have a cat, but it's a little gold one. <laughs> hmm, <laughs> Nothing like the that's one-eyed interesting. Persian. That's interesting. And then the Kalua, the other cat, the Siamese cat, who is that based on? Well, I've got to tell you, that was kind of based on the Cat Who Mysteries by uh, Lillian Jackson Braun. Those mysteries featured two Siamese cats, and I've always loved Siamese cats. So I, I kind of borrowed a little bit of that for the character of Kahlua. And and the name came from the coloring, or do you like the drink? The, well, the last one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kahlua's a great drink, you know. I know. <laughs> so... Okay, so let's talk about, I'm sure a lot of people always, and I always wonder this, you know, and we've had some authors on the show, but not a lot of authors that have as, you know, extensive of a background as you and have written, have written so many books. What is your writing style and how does Rocco influence any of your writing style as far as, you know, time of day or length or anything like that? Oh, well, Rocco, Rocco is a big influence in my writing. He always knows when I'm going to write. 
He comes into the den. He arranges himself under the desk. And he'll sit there and he'll do everything he can possibly do to annoy me. He'll chew on wires. He'll bat his toys back and forth. He'll take his ball. He like, He's like a dog. He likes to play catch. He'll take his ball and he'll come and he'll drop it at my feet and want me to I throw it at him and I keep on riding. But I, I kind of find him very inspirational in many ways, his antics. There's a lot of him. If you read the Nick and Nora mystery series and you read the character of Nick the cat, that is my cat. That's Rocco right there. He's just a ham. <laughs> I think all of us we have that have cats because you have two what is your other cat like? Uh, as- my other cat, um, he's in the other series, the Cat Rescue series, as Toby the cat. He is a gold cat, a gold tabby, and his name is Max, with two X's. <laughs> and he is the whiner of the family. This cat is like 10 pounds. I really should have named them Laurel and Hardy, because <laughs> Max, is, <laughs> Max is tall and slender, And Rocco is short, and he looks fat, but he's really not fat. He doesn't eat that much. He's very strong. He's a very strong cat. But if you look at them, Laurel and Hardy, one is tall and thin, and the other one is short and dumpy. And But Max, the skinny one, he out-eats Rocco. Like, I'll feed them. I'll put food in their bowls. And Rocco is the boss of the house. But where food is concerned... Max will push Rocco right out of the way and go for that food, and Rocco doesn't do anything. He just sits there, lets him eat, waits till he's done, and then he goes. (laughs) It's the funniest thing. (laughs) It's so funny when you have two or more how they, you know, do their thing for feeding time. And I have three, and one, she likes to eat the dining room table. It's a high top, and there's a little alcove in between. She wants her bowl in between, you know, Mm -hmm. like underneath the dining table, but it's raised so mm-hmm. that, like, there's a little storage area. She likes to sit there. I don't know oh. why. I don't know why she picked that spot. The others have little, um, like, cat tree trays, so they're raised above the ground because there's also two dogs. So every morning, I feed both Dennis and Molly at the same time. I'm mm-hmm. feeding, so Molly's first, and every morning, every single morning, Dennis reaches his paw out to tap me to say, what about me? He knows that he's getting second. He knows I'm coming right there to him, but every single morning. They know. They know. Max, every afternoon, meets me at the door. When I come home, he meets me at the door, runs right out into the hall. I go, okay, were you looking for food out there? You're not going to get it. (laughs) You got to come in here. They just know. They know the time. They know where the food is kept. I keep it under the sink. Well, don't you think that they know how to open that door? Oh, yeah. Oh, and this is the funny thing. One night I came home. I walked into the kitchen, and I'm looking. There's a can of cat food in the middle of the floor. They must have knocked it out of the place where I keep it into the middle of the floor. Then they must have hopped up on the sink, took the can opener, knocked the can opener down, and the can opener was pushed up against the can of cat food. (laughs) That is so funny. I should have taken a picture of it. I was like, I said, so I suppose if you knew how to open it, you would have locked the door, and and, and that would have been the end of it. <laughs> that it is was so just funny. Amazing. I mean, whoever coined the phrase dumb animal doesn't know what they're talking about because oh, of course not. animals are really smart. They really are. Yeah, they're very. I mean, Dennis is an eater. He used to slice open the bags of dog food and eat it. Yep. They know where the food is and, and they've already attempted to uh, chew through the like the, the dry food. 
Oh, yeah. We're the pet parents, but you know how they say about kids, both two-legged and four-legged, how (laughs) they, you know, we're kind of bent around. They have us around their little finger kind of a deal, just like that. They do. They do. We're wrapped around their little paw. (laughs) Right. Even better, wrapped around their little paw. Wrapped around their little paws. All right, we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to talk more about The Time for Murder is Meow, and we'll be right back. Hey, Michelle Byrne here. Have you ever wanted to know more about your cat's background and health? I have something great for you to try. Base Paws is the first ever at-home cat genetics company that can give you that information with a simple DNA test. Here's how it works. When you purchase their cat kit online, they send you a cheek swabbing device that can be used to collect your cat's DNA. You send your sample back to their lab, shipping is prepaid in the U.S., and in six to eight weeks, you receive your cat's report. You'll learn about the breeds and wild cats your cat is most similar to, as well as its carrier status of 45-plus different genetic health markers. You can use this information to help care for your cat better. And something great for all of my listeners, you can go to basepaws.com and get 15% off the DNA kit with the promo code CATITUDE. Go to basepaws.com, B-A-S-E-P-A-W-S.com. Use the promo code CATITUDE for 15% off. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking with TC Lo Tiempo about her new book, The Time for Murder is Meow, and it's a Pur and Bark pet shop mystery. It's her third pet series of mystery books. And I just find this all fascinating because I read so much and I don't do any writing and I would love to, but I don't know if I have it in me. So TC, tell us, how do you start when you decide, you know, I know you've written many, many books, but how do you do your layout of care? I just think people would find it interesting, your layout of characters and all. How does it get started? Well, first, I I have to get an idea, which could come from anywhere. Like I said, uh, for an example, how I got the idea for Nick and Nora was Rocco jumping on my lap while I was watching The Thin Man. So once you get the idea, then you have to start thinking about your characters and your character development. If you're if you're doing a mystery, you have to think, okay, you have your, your main person, your sleuth. You have the sleuth's helpers. The sleuth always has a best friend, and there's always a love interest. You've got them. You've got your, your animals. The sleuth always has a, a helpful pet. So now you have to think about your murder victim and your suspects. So first you, you know, pick somebody out to murder with a a background, a reason. And then you think of different people who might have interacted with this person, reasons they might have for killing them off. And then you just, I try to think of it as a, a movie. And I play the beginning, the scenes out in my mind. And that's how I write. Well, really, you're technically, you're supposed to do a detailed outline, which I have to confess, I really don't do. But I always know like the direction that I'm going to go in. Sometimes it may take me a while to get there, and sometimes I may not go the route that I originally planned, but it always ends up generally in, in the, the way that I wanted it, if that makes any sense to you at all. <laughs> no, it makes a lot of sense. 
what do you do? You know, and in all books, there's always characters that, you know, there's characters that you love. And then there's characters that you just, oh, I can't stand this character, but it's important in the book. So, right? Is that true? I yes. Mean, no, that's true. And a lot of them are based on people I know in real life. <laughs> oh, so, so do you ever take, <laughs> if it was me, I would take people that just annoyed me and they would know it, but I would think, oh, this is after this person who's kind of a grouchy, nasty one. You know, I mean, do you have, is, is that how it goes? Oh, yes. Oh, that, well, that's how I do it. Yeah. <laughs> Many, many, many people that I know, you know, like my friends are, you know, usually the good guys. And then there's other people like at work, if they piss you off, well, I'm going to kill you off in my next book. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a safe way to get back at them, you know. Exactly. They might not know it, but you know it. and and uh... Or ex-boyfriends, you know, it's another good way. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Or make him a murder suspect, you know. Yeah, it's I great, can see that. Ex-boyfriends, ex-bosses. <laughs> Just general yep, people absolutely. that annoy you? <laughs> Anybody that you find annoying, you know, you can kill them off the safe way. That way you don't do jail time. Yeah, that exactly. Yes, that's <laughs> exactly. Now, you also have a series about a shelter series, right? Tell us a little right. about that. That's the um, the Cat Rescue series, which is put out by Crooked Lane. And uh, one thing I should tell you about writing uh, in case any of your readers are ever interested in pursuing it, your books are never going to be like you wrote them. They're always editors are always going to want something different. You're always going to have to change things. The Cat Rescue series started out as actually a cat cafe, and the editor said, "Oh, I think this I would like this better as an animal shelter." So that's how that turned into the Cat Rescue. But that's actually one of my favorite series. I enjoyed writing that series and, and putting in, you know, I'm a big on adoption, shelter adoption. And I think it's something that, like, they have that Clear the Shelters weekend. I think it was either last weekend or it's this coming weekend. And, and um, I think that's a great idea. And so I'm for anything that will make people more aware of shelters. And, you know, you don't have to go to a pet store and you don't have to, to go to a breeder. Sometimes you can find the one you love is right there at the shelter and they need your help and they need your love. Exactly. So I was more than willing to change it you know, to a shelter theme. No, it's so true. And we're on Catitude, we're very big on shelters. I mean, you know, if you're a breeder and you want to get a purebred or whatever, then that's your choice. But mm -hmm. all of my felines, and I have six, <laughs> and um, well, three are indoor and three are TNR that really are more outdoor cats, but they're not just fed. They're fixed and they're flea taken care of and all of that. And mm -hmm. um, they all came to me. So I didn't even have to go to a shelter. They just found me, which is how a lot of, you know, us feline parents end up finding our kitties. Right, but right. There's so many in shelters, and I'm so Different. thrilled that you're you have a series about that because you can't educate enough. You just can't. Right. It's important to create awareness about exactly, and you know, and and some shelters are kill shelters, and if these poor animals don't get adopted, they get euthanized. And I I don't know about you, but I can't see a movie where an animal dies. I just I can't like that movie that's out now, The Art of Racing in the Rain. That's a great book, but I won't. I didn't read it, and I won't go to see the movie because I I can't. Yeah, it's I it's, just can't. They're working so hard and all kinds of ways to stop 
I don't think it'll ever completely stop. But to really just bring down the percentage of, you know, cats and dogs that are euthanized. And it's definitely more cats because cats are more likely to live out in the wild. They they breed much more frequently and all of that. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about this cat rescue series, like the characters and what's just an overall. So, okay, well, that the main character in that is... uh, Sydney, or nickname is Sid, Nicole, and she comes back home after she had a bad breakup with her boyfriend, so she quits her job in New York, and she goes back home to help her sister, Kat, Catherine, run the local animal shelter. And in the first book, which is entitled Purim for Murder, the shelter is in danger of being closed down by a wealthy businessman who, of course, is found dead, and who, of course, uh, Sydney's sister, Kat, is the main suspect. And the detective in the uh, book is an old high school flame of Sydney's. And, of course, they butt heads during the investigation. She's determined to clear her sister, and he doesn't want her in his investigation. And she's assisted in this investigation by one of the shelter cats, an orange tabby named Toby, who gives her several clues so that, of course, in the end, she does end up solving the crime and comes very close to losing her own life. But uh, as she ends up, she adopts Toby in the end. I'll give you that spoiler. Ah, well, that's good to know. And are there uh, several books in each of the series? or? Yes, the Nick and Nora series has three. And the uh, Cat Rescue series right now has two. And this one just started, so there's only one. But uh, I have more series with animals in the works. My agent is shopping them around, so you never know where another. Well, we'll keep our fingers and paws crossed for you. Thank you. I I really liked your book. I thought it was. I just really liked it. Here, this is a question for you. On the Mm -hmm. cover, there's Mm -hmm. a gerbil. I think it's a gerbil or a hamster. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be a hamster, yeah. Okay, did they just add that? Because I didn't find a name or anything for the hamster. Yeah, no, no, they they added the, the gerbil and the bird. Oh, yes, <laughs> the, the bird, second, too. The I second book the does have a parrot top. in it. <laughs> oh, to the make it more like... The second book does have a parrot, yeah, but there's no gerbils. <laughs> so they just, I guess, thought it looked cute. They threw that in there. Ah, to add some little, you know, bit of spice. Yeah. And a ball of yarn, of course, which... Yes, yes, mm-hmm. And you I know, love the pictures, have though, of the Persian and the Siamese. They're great. Dog. Yes. Yeah, they're cute. Well, they did the one-eyed Persian. He's <laughs> got the one eye there. Yeah, it looks great. It looks great. Yeah. Okay, who is your favorite character in the um, Time for Murders Meow? Well, I've got to agree with all of the people so far. My, my personal favorite character when I was writing this book was Gary, her co-star. When I was writing it, I just made him a little bit of a wise ass, and he's got a good heart. You know, in the beginning, you, you know, you think he's conceited because he's this good-looking guy. He played a spy on TV, and you know, women are falling all over him. And you know, he really comes to um, uh, Shell's hometown because he wants to talk Shell back into going to acting because they have a chance for a reboot on the series, but they won't do it unless they can get Shell. So he comes back to try to talk her into it. And what he ends up doing is helping her solve the mystery. And then he ends up falling in love with small town life. And, oh, you didn't finish the book yet, so I can't tell you. The end. <laughs> well, I'm close. I'm close. 
But well, um, I'll tell you, he ends up sticking around. He okay, sticking and then around. we don't want to spoil it for anyone that hasn't read it yet. So we'll just right. let you guys know he ends up sticking around, and that means yes. he'll probably be in future books because he's oh, going to be in the for town. Gary lovers. Yes, Gary. Gary's a prominent character in future books. Yeah. Yeah. No, Gary is a liker. You definitely you hit it on the head. He comes yeah. off as a little bit of a like you said wise ass, and mm-hmm. you know with his great hair and all of that, <laughs> and then you know he really goes the mile in helping her with you know different situations. So he's um, a great character there. Right. And he was he was kind of patterned after the character of Sam Malone in Cheers. Oh it yeah. Or not. Because I like Ted Danson, and you know, in Cheers, he always was his hair, which you know, as everybody knows, Ted Danson wears a toupee. So, you know, but he always had that great head of hair that he was always so vain about. So I, I kind of patterned Gary a little bit after that. Ah, okay, I could see that. So, if you had your choice, I know that your editors might change things up, and and I know that you have a book shopped around. But if you had your choice, what would the next book, or maybe the one after it, be set in? As far as you know, how would the next book go? Is just as a you mean very a, the, outlined? You mean, a, a, you mean a different series where I would set it? Is that what you mean? Or do you yeah, mean the that, next book that's, in this yeah? Series? Let's do that. How that makes more sense. Well, if you did another series, where would you set it? A little bit on the background, how would it go? Well, an, another series I would like to do would be about a food blogger because I'm also an amateur cook and I, I love those cooking shows and I'm always trying new recipes. So I, I would like to do something about a, a girl who's a food blogger because I think that would open up a lot of avenues for mysteries and I would I would set her in a um, small towns are best, you know, like Cabot Cove you know, where the murder rate goes up not down. And uh, she would be a food blogger for like maybe a digital magazine. And maybe like the first book, you know, there'd be a rivalry between her and another reporter and the other reporter would turn up dead and she'd be a suspect and have to clear her name. And I would do something like that. That's interesting. And then the editors would change it. Would there be a feline involved? Oh, absolutely. She would have a feline pet who would, you know, give her encouragement and maybe point her point a point in the right direction to a clue to help her out yep as they always it's so funny as they always do yeah, they always <laughs> whether you know no matter what you're doing with your writing books or doing interviews or doing this or that your feline friends and and for those of us with canine friends they always end up telling you when hey take a break i need some petting you need to chill this is the time, you know, they always, they kind of know what That's we exactly. need, you know? They know, no, they know, they know. I know a couple of times, like when I didn't feel good and I'd lay on the bed, Rocco would come next to me and he'd put his, like he'd put his paw on my stomach or he'd put his head on my shoulder. Like they know, they know you need comforting. It's amazing. Yep. And we as you know, pet lovers, pet parents, we get that. The others that don't, I feel sorry for them. They don't They don't know what they're missing. So. Exactly, they don't. Anyway, this has been so much fun. So, TC, where can people find out more about your series, your books, where to get your books, and all of that? Okay, well, I have a website, tclotempio.net, and uh, all the news about upcoming events and books are posted there. I have a newsletter, which when you go on the site, it'll pop up and ask you if you want to join. And that comes out four times a year with all the latest news, pictures of Rocco, you know. And um, there's also a link on the site to my, well, actually, it's Rocco's blog. 
catsbooksmorecats.blogspot.com. And uh, every month we host authors of cat books and, you know, other mystery books. We've had a few television personalities on, too. And um, we have giveaways. We have contests. And all the latest news, like I just had a blog tour recently for this book, that was posted there. So those two sites are excellent resources if people want to learn anything about me and my cats and my books. Okay, wonderful. We'll have that same information for everyone listening. And if you're driving or exercising or playing with your cat and you can't write anything down, all of that information will be on the show page for this episode on Pet Life Radio. Just go to the show Catitude and go to this episode and the link to TC's website will be there as well as the blog. TC, thank you so much for coming on Catitude. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great fun. Wow, that was so interesting and um, wonderful talking to TC and hearing about the inspiration behind her characters and everything. The books are great. And, you know, I started with The Time for Murder is Meow, which is the first in the Purr and Bark series. But I'm going to be reading more for sure. They're so interesting and fun to read. And you can find out more on her website, which is tclotampo.net. And as always, we'll have information on the episode page on just go to petliferadio.com, go to the show page, Catitude, and go to this episode. And there'll be a link to her page as well as a link to her blog. So thanks again, TC, for coming on Catitude. Thanks to my crew that kind of gives me a little inspiration to write about them, but I can only juggle so many balls. So (laughs) Dennis and Charlotte and Diva Molly, you're going to have to wait a little bit before I get my, uh, I guess, my writing chops down. And thanks also to my canine crew, Nikki and Zeus, for leaving me alone and letting me read. And thanks to my producer for making me and my guests sound great. And a huge, huge thanks to everyone listening. I hope you have a chance to read this book or to check out TC's Nick and Nora series and her shelter series. These are great books for cat friends. So um, be sure to check them out. Stay tuned because you never know what we have coming up. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.